What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Strange Cast Player One Bits of Those Life and Strange Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Adam. I'm a host. Adam is here. Adam is here. I, I am here. I live in America, and somehow, some way, people think that they're Irish on this day. Who knows? <laughs> well, everyone has to celebrate this day, whether they're Irish or not. It's just, it's become a staple um, yeah. around the world. So, uh, <laughs> yes, um, we, we're back recording the 17th of March. So, apologies. We've, uh, lost our episode um earlier in the week um it was like a two hour plus episode and just oh god that like, there was so much technical issues that we had to throw the episode away and i couldn't i couldn't believe it so we've kind of re-recorded mm. on the 17th of march with the hope of getting out on the wednesday the week after so this will come to you a little bit late and i do apologize about that but i'm hoping that this one hoping this one comes out better yeah. <laughs> um, as you can see adam's there yes um, yeah, feels the same hopefully. way hopefully yeah, hopefully. Uh, but either way, yes, you are back here, and this will be episode 40, 41, if you count in the other two parts special, but we count that as one. But yeah, episode 40. Yeah. Um, and if you are new here, I do always ask as well, uh, could you please drop us a subscribe, turn notifications, like, and share with your friends. It helps keep up to date with our content. Um, and also, Strangecast is available on all podcast services. So you can get us on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify with over 100 followers, which is uh, really great and great to see. And I'm always appreciative of hearing that. And so is Adam as well. Um, and also, we're on, available on every other podcast service. So you can download the episodes and uh, follow us on that. Um, but yeah, please do follow us on YouTube. We get a high number of traffic that comes to this channel who aren't subscribed. And if you do subscribe, it helps support the channel and makes us more appealing to people. It's always mm. a hard, you know, it's always a bit difficult first with like, you know, selling ourselves to people and getting getting them on here. But nonetheless, we're back. So hopefully this episode goes well and <laughs> a bit more efficiently. Yeah. Adam, should we kick off with first piece of news? Yeah, definitely. Right, so this won't be a too long. This will be our only piece of news. Um, the last episode didn't have that episode. Um, well, the, the scrapped episode didn't have this, but we got it for here. Um, and it's a quick one, which is uh, PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium Free Games for March 2023 have been announced. And in there, obviously, it's like the strange, hence why we bring it up. So I'm just going to quickly, I'm not going to read the full paragraph here, um, mm. all of it. It says, as a reminder, the already announced titles for this month are in March. Um, March? March. Wait, March. Yes. Yes, March. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going crazy. Uh, yeah. Uh, Tachia, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection, Ghostwire Tokyo, Immortals Phoenix Rising, and Rainbow Six Extraction. And then on top of that, obviously, they are joined by um, four Square Enix titles, including Life mm. is Strange 2 and Life is Strange True Colors. Uh, so I'm not going to go reading into them too much. Um, I just wanted to bring that up as a flag. If you have PlayStation Plus, they are available on one of the tiers that you can get access to. Um, I believe on the... Um extra tier extra and then premium wait and premium freaking okay either extra or premium <laughs> i still don't understand what the it's, what the tiers are it's so com it's just it's just such a poor man's um yeah uh poor Game man's pass. games pass yeah yeah <laughs> so badly done um yeah but if you do want to do that um you can go and check them out um true colors is expected now i thought it would come to that um i would be surprised mm -hmm. if it comes um do you know, like a universal, like the, the the bottom tier of PlayStation Plus, the free games that they usually give you? I'd be surprised if Life is Strange yeah. finishes in that, because it's uh, never had that kind of thing. But um, I'm not surprised it's been added to the other tiers. I think it's just kind of like now uh, we're around mm. two and a half years on, I believe, from Life is Strange True Colors' release. Um, three About, years in yeah. September. Yeah. Yeah. yeah obviously be, like... um, no, uh, two years in September. It came out 2021, yeah? 
Yeah, two years. Oh, yeah, sorry, two years. Yeah. And then yeah. obviously, uh, Life is Strange 2 is in there. We all love Life is Strange 2. So. Oh, so, yeah. Of course. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's a good, it's a good, um, good um, thing to have in there. So, yeah, just a quick reminder on that. Um, and we obviously get uh, our media part of this episode is going to be our main topic. I don't think much else to add on that, unless you have anything else to say. Uh, if you have it, you know, use it. And also, I believe Untitled Goose Game is coming onto the uh, PlayStation. So, um, play Untitled Goose Game. That's a fun game. But then, then, then go back to True Colors. You know, it's fine. Yeah, that's. Uh, but yeah, definitely check them both out. It's good to support those. Uh, Adam, before we go into the um, into the main topic, I just want to bring up one thing for you, which is funny. I was talking to a friend off podcast. Do you remember when we talked about Forspoken on one of the previous yes. podcasts? We were talking yeah. about the dialogue and stuff, and you were talking about expenditure, expenditure of the games and how expensive mm-hmm. they are to make games. Um, I got two articles here that I took screenshots of, I was sending to my friends, and one of them was that Square Enix says uh, Forspoken's launch sales were lackluster, quote unquote, which doesn't surprise me at all. But, yeah, that's their like that. That's like their hit line, you know. It's like, oh, we didn't make the sales. <laughs> it's 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 always that with Square Enix. It's always yeah. the sales have never expectations, but. There's another article which I saw from uh, Games Radar, which is reportedly. Um, do you know how much this game costs to make? No, I don't think I found that number. No. So the articles from Games Radar and the actual title says, "For Spoken reportedly cost 100 million to make, and players are baffled." <laughs> One hundred million oh. for this game. Oh my god, if you, dude! If you had said to me, as someone who's like, I'm going to pitch this game. And I'm going to make it for a hundred million. There's no way in hell I would have ever financed it. I would have financed it for one million. Yeah, uh, Forbidden West. To remind everybody, it was a hundred ten million euros. A hundred ten million. So it's just ten million short of Horizon Forbidden West. Oh boy! And, 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 and do you know what? As well, I would be surprised if Horizon didn't make all that money back as well. Because Horizon's yeah. not as popular as like a Grand Theft Auto or a Call of Duty or something that's like a mega hit. Honestly. Um what the what? No. <laughs> Sorry. Uh God of War Two. No. Okay, that's that's on the old one. They said fifty million. I'm like, uh mm, what? Excuse me? No. Okay, so Ragnarok. Let me look up Ragnarok. Just to like get some clarification on where we're at. Uh, really? God of War Ragnarok game, massive budget of $44 million. $44 million for Ragnarok. And yeah. then Forbidden West was $110 million. You're telling me that Forspoken was $100 million. That's how much it cost? Reportedly cost $100 million. You like the strap line for the article on Games Radar. It says, in quotes, I blew up the budget with my freaking mind. God and that's how I felt dang. when I saw this. I could not... Like, I'm genuinely being serious. Like This is like saying that um, if I found out that Life is Strange 1 was a $100 million game, mm-hmm. I would never believe it in a million years. It's never a $100 million game. Especially for Spoken. I knew it was going to bother yeah. me. I saw it. Wow. That's wild. Oh, yeah. man. And Callisto Protocol... I'm just I'm just curious now. Oh, like yeah. These couple games. Callisto Protocol... <sighs> okay, you want to talk about something blowing your mind here? So Forspoken, which came out the way it was looking, was $100 million. Callisto Protocol, which a lot of people were not happy. I was happy with the product. Yeah. I was okay with it. $161 million. Oh, bro. 
Oh, that's heavy. That's a I lot think of money. Itself, I think itself, some of these games are becoming too expensive to make. They shouldn't be making yeah. them at this cost. Like they just don't like. I, I like this is why. Like I've, we've spoken about the Montreal game as well. Their budget's nowhere near a hundred million dollars. Like let's be honest. And I feel no. like that's and for them. They don't need a hundred million dollars. They don't. I, I imagine they probably would love a hundred million dollars and let's make yeah. whatever they want. But I don't sure. think you you don't need it if it doesn't fit into the style of your game. And mm-hmm. this is like the issue of a hybrid, especially like for spoken, for example. Like this, if you had sold me this idea, I would have said to you like, nah, they're saying going to do well. And I'm not, no. I'm not. I'm not. And I'm not. S H I T shitting. I don't know why I'm spelling out, but I don't know why I'm, you know, I'm not shitting on Spoken, but I just knew it was never going to do well. This is, this is common Square Enix yeah, things no. to do. Yeah. Oh, man, that's wild. Nope, just, it's just wild. That's wild. Just whilst you're there, and before we move into the main topics, we'll get back on Life is Strange, and it's a funny mm-hmm. main topic anyway. Um, check up how much Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy was the budget for, because that's Ooh. the game. Obviously, it was a critical success, but not commercial success. And Square Enix were like, we're, we're you know, <laughs> they were doing the they're doing the Square Enix thing. It's like, like you know, it's not done as well as we'd hoped it did. Uh, okay, no Game Pass <laughs> reportedly cost Microsoft. Gotcha. Never mind. Right. Uh, I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. but it said like five to ten million. But I'm guessing uh, Microsoft paid them paid. five to yeah. ten million. Gotcha. Uh, what was the cost of Guardians of the Galaxy? Da-da-da-da film i don't want to know the film we could, uh, um, you might be looking for years at this point with uh the movies being that they're probably gonna like <laughs> yeah it's like mostly giving me the budget from the movie and not the game synopsis yeah gameplay uh plot reception yeah it's not really giving me oh development hold on here we go no i don't see a number i don't no see mind. a number anyway <laughs> Well, right. so stupid. Yeah, I'm I'm curious too, but I don't know. I I, I can't see. Oh, okay. No, it's still giving me, um, it's still giving me like it costs ten million to put it on Game Pass. So I don't know the actual budget of the game. So, meh, what are you gonna do? But I know that Square Enix lost two hundred million dollars when they released Avengers. Yeah. So that was that was that. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> let's uh, let's leave it at that then, because I, I mm-hmm. think it'll still be. I think it'll be about. I'm going to say it's about 100 million. The budget would have been yeah, if, if we definitely. were like taking guesses at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, uh, I just thought I'd bring that Forspoken thing up because when I saw it again, it blew my mind. But as you well, and I think we spoke about Forspoken longer than the first news segment. But I mean, yeah, yeah as I said, that, that wasn't um, there wasn't a huge amount anyway. But right, main topic. So. This is um this is a play in our previous topic that we did in the scrapped episode, but mm. what you what we realized when we recorded it, it was just long. It went on for ages, and then kind of <laughs> in it, it was a topic I wanted to do in the future, but I've decided to like move it forward now because it's quite interesting. So um, the actual topic is that Adam is going to review mm. my Life is Strange reviews that I did back in the industry. So these are <laughs> these are reviews yeah. I wrote for Life is Strange. Um, when yes. I was working in the video game industry as a freelance video game journalist. And um, there's, I mean, it's a four, seven, there's eight reviews we're going to do. I did more for Life is Strange, but um, and I did like ports mm. and stuff, but there's eight major reviews we're going to do, which is episode three, four, five, and the full mm. season review of, of Life is Strange one. And it's Life is Strange uh, season, uh, Life is Strange 2, episode 1, 2, 3, 4. At that point, I left the industry again. 
and I never reviewed episode mm. five, never reviewed the full season. So it's kind of, we'll talk about each episode, what I did and what I wrote. It's kind of for me as well, for reflection as well, to look back on it. Cause like, um, reviews are uh, one of those weird things when you're writing them. Like I was basically writing these reviews whilst embargoes mm. were happening. I was getting codes, writing them. <laughs> and then I was, I was, yeah, I was, I was a, a, a quote unquote reviewer, a journalist in, in the video game industry. And these all, all are approved on Metacritic. When I was writing them, they are all Metacritic uh, reviewed, um, on that and also on open critic as well. So these reviews I've wrote, wrote back many years ago, obviously the first set I've written in 2015, it feels like a lifetime ago, but it's kind of condenses mm -hmm. our, our first, um, our scrapped episode in, in this nutshell. So we're going to go through eight of them. Um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. So episode three chaos theory is where we start. Mm. This was my journey of starting off on life is strange reviews. Um, the writer of the site who was doing it before, I think had left at that point and I decided to take it up cause I was, I was the quote unquote life is strange guy there when I was like covering news and writing stuff and they're like, you should potentially consider doing this. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll do it. So I started with episode three chaos theory. I started getting review codes from Square Enix. These are all Square Enix review codes that I got for the game when I was mm -hmm. uh, working there. So just to preface, I didn't pay. For, well, actually, I'd already bought the season pass for Life is Strange 1, but then I got review codes. So um, mm. nonetheless, I was playing it early. Um, Adam, episode three, uh, uh, Chaos Fury, do you want me to start or do you want to go? Uh, I, I'm just going to be reading like uh, a couple paragraphs here and there. Oh, dear, and then... no, 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 well, no. <laughs> some, something interesting. Listen, you want me to like release my music and I, and I hate my music. So I'm going to be reading a couple things. I hate what I write. Oh, God. So, uh, just one paragraph. Let's start you off easy. One paragraph and then going into the number. Because this is what I found the most interesting. Uh, now, let's discuss not only the best aspect of this episode, but also the most redeeming factor of the entire series thus far. And this is starting at episode three. Uh, protagonist Max Maxine Caulfield and her faithful chauffeur and companion, Chloe. Uh, Chloe Price, despite some of the negative criticisms uh, directed towards Life is Strange's writing, pacing, and lip syncing, the Max-Chloe dynamic is once again thoroughly engrossing, as Dontnod has played to its strength by continuing to layer these two characters' uh, complicated relationship with some truly meaningful and heartwarming scenes. So... You really uh, picked it up in a way of like, this is what's redeeming it. And even though people are talking about the lip syncing and cringe, uh, there's a lot that you dug about the dynamic, these two. And I think the dynamic really picks up in this particular episode, uh, which I agree. And you gave, and like I said, I'm only going to read the one paragraph here. But then you gave, ultimately, you gave the episode a 4.5 out of 5. So almost perfect. But he gave it a so this is a 10 point 5. scale for anyone listening we did it's a, a, a five scale but in a 10 point scale so yes 4.5 4 5 mm -hmm. uh, 3.53 so yeah it's a near perfect score yeah you said uh don't created a stroke of genius so at the end of episode three which yes it was a stroke of genius yeah. it was like um Leaving you with something jaw-dropping again I'm not gonna read what you wrote but you, you did use the word <laughs> jaw-dropping in Got your it. conclusion. And um, I would agree that this episode really went off on something that we haven't seen in a lot of story video games before. Something that made you feel 
awful for your decisions that you really didn't make. It was like how the writing was, but you felt responsible. So it was an effect that not a lot of, not a lot of games made you do before. Uh, and you gave it a 4.5, so almost perfect. So uh, I would know, agree um, with that. Hmm. Look, it's interesting you mentioned all that and even the paragraphs as well. I was just a... I, you know, I was defending Life is Strange with cringe, but I was cringy at my own writing. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um, I think, um, do you know, in hindsight, truthfully, I would probably have given that a perfect score. Oh, yeah? If I, because like, one of the things, I was, as I said to you before, um, and I quickly lace this as well, video game journalists are not paid off. I worked in that industry. We are not paid off. And if you think journalists are paid off and then you believe YouTubers, then that makes me criticize you even more because you believe a shill YouTuber who has no ethics and no guidelines and no editors check their stuff and is just spouting off things because of companies give them stuff. No, 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 no. So with that, and I think like this is the thing, I, I always play something, my opinion changes. And it's so mm. hard. Like even if you're, you're purely simplifying something on a score level, it's so difficult. Like Adam could listen to one of his songs that he makes. You could hate it today. You could like it tomorrow. You could hate it the next day. He could change his mind every single day. Same with any oh, that's been used every time. Yeah. yeah. Venused <laughs> is like my, my back and forth, uh, on board. I hate, I hate, will always hate to the day that I hate it on board, but Venused I go back and forth on. <laughs> Yeah, and, and he might he might uh, might appreciate it in down the line in a couple of years where he's, he's changed his uh, perception on it. It's just it's very mm -hmm. difficult because I've done it myself many times. I've had to flick through it, and just for context again as well, I had to review these at the time. They're coming one at a time, so it's like I can't say because you'll find I gave a perfect score to a very controversial episode, which Adam has mentioned before. Controversial mm -hmm. for Adam, at least. But it's <laughs> like um, in hindsight, I would score them very differently. Some of them I'd score differently. Some of them I'd probably up and down in terms of like score wise. But yeah, truthfully, I would probably give this a, a, a five out of five now in, in context okay. of like hindsight. I think, I think it's up there. If not this one or the next one, one of the two is a perfect score for me. Mm. I think they are, they are just wonderful episodes. Like, as you said, this episode has so much stuff. Like even me using the word phrase jaw dropping is still very relevant to how I feel now. Like the, the ending, oh, mm. like, you know, and we're talking about, this is episode three's ending. We're not even talking about the other ending yet, which we'll get onto, but the episode ending is so yes. good. The, this is the episode, and, and I think we'll, um, we'll revisit episode two, Adam, for a future episode, I imagine, on this podcast, because mm. we had very interesting views on that. I think people <laughs> will find it very surprising. It's, it's, as I said, that podcast will never surface, um, you know, never see the light of day, but I think people mm. will find it very interesting how we felt about it, but... This one was full Max and Chloe. There was so much like yeah. sentimental scenes about it. I loved the William Price dynamic as well. I loved how endearing he was. I loved how he reacted to Max and how you felt for him. And then that kind of like the with the true um, you know, significance of Max's power. We had that kind of thing in the second episode at the end where it's like they take the power away. At this point, we're using Max's power in full mm -hmm. swing. And we when well, this is what happens when you truly change time all the way through. And when we get to that ending and you like look at Chloe, you're like, ah, Yes. And you're like, wow. And it's like, yeah. that's, that's a, a draw drop up for me. Yeah. No, like I said, it made you feel responsible, even though it was pre-written. It was predestined, if you will, um, if you want to be religious about it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, but it made you feel so weird about yourself. And then you had to wait for episode four to come out. Like you had to like feel for this episode and then wait. Like that that was insane to think about. Like nowadays, like now you can just uh play the game first and then just 
go on to the next episode, but just to be like with that weight on your shoulders, like I did, I make Chloe a quadriplegic trying to help her and then wait, you know? So I, I, I think it was one of the best endings we gotten one of the best endings we got from this series. Yeah, it, it was a stroke of genius from Don't Not. And I think, like, when I, when I was reviewing these, I, I'd go on the for, um, the forums and Reddit page of, of Life mm-hmm. is Strange, and I'd see how people be like, oh, I'm excited to see what happens in the next episode. I'm like, I'm like, oh, boy, you do not you do not know yeah. what's about to come to you. I'm like, you really don't know. So it was, like, it was kind of um, great to have played that episode. And that was, like, my first review for Life is Strange. Like, you know, that's, mm. that is eight years on from when I wrote it, and it feels so weird, obviously, like having, I was in the industry and out of the industry at different points. That's why I didn't review mm-hmm. BTS. I'd done so many interviews in between all my time there. Uh, this is why I started the channel, just for context as well. Like, you know, I was a big Life is Strange fan, hence why I've come back and done this um, and like started keep keep the conversation going as well. And obviously very grateful for Adam to be here and help uh, keep this conversation, keep the conversations flowing um, as much as possible. Um, mm. But like generally the episodes, it's strong, man. It's, it's, it's a, as I said, it's a five for me, or I, I would be a bit critical and put it back down to 4.5. Critical, even though it's yeah. already a great score. I would put it back to 4.5 because the next episode is it, it's these two that are the, like, I'm like, yeah. Well, I have your next review up. If Lovely. You move on. <laughs> of course. To that one. All right. So I'm going to read a paragraph or like half a paragraph. It's uh, the second to last paragraph of the review. Ooh. I'm going to read just half of this. So you write, Life is Strange's uh, exquisite art direction is seen in its full effect in episode four, Darkroom. With this being one of the first occasions that the visuals are are significantly changed depending on the location that Max and Chloe travel to. The vibrant colors of Blackwell Academy reinforce uh, the stunning visuals I've continued to praise and admire since episode one, Chrysalis. Uh, while we while we see the darker side of the aesthetics at the end of the world party, for example, I previously mentioned in my review of episode three, Chaos Theory, that it had an open-ended cliffhanger that is nothing short of the best jaw-dropping conclusion to uh, the episodic title to date. Uh, but yes, you you are praising this whole game, you know, this whole episode with <laughs> the aesthetic, uh, like the 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 lights changing on. Uh, especially the uh, after party, right? Uh, where the moons are oh. uh, split into two. So it gets darker and darker and darker uh, until you reach the very end of the episode, which talk about jaw dropping. You know, we go from one, one jaw dropping conclusion to the next. And you ultimately gave this episode 4.5 out of five. So you both like both the episodes received near perfect score but uh now that we're on that you also said that i made a bold claim after the third episode's release that life strange is the potential of being a strong candidate for uh game of the year uh and dark room went far enough to reaffirm that statement so you gave it 4.5 but you still said it was game of the year I, I think um, that was the year where like Life is Strange was making waves, and I remember like it could have been a game of the year contender. It had like really mm-hmm. big competition, but it started, it stormed awards. Obviously, won BAFTAs and stuff, and it was as, as I've said before on in my reviews, and which have also been picked up on Wikipedia. Is I called it the sleeper hit of 2015. It really was. Mm-hmm. It just was never. It never had what it was. It was like this. This is the point where the fandom really was like kicking into high gear. Episode three, four. It was like people like really engrossed in the series. It came like a 
it was like a late kind of like bloomer in terms of like people coming into the show. Um, but like episode yeah. four, like as you said, I think you made a great point about like the lighting changing and how darker it gets in the game. You made that point. Like that. I didn't make that well, point. You did. <laughs> well, I made the point, but you made it more effective in terms of like the way that we, as we progressed in the episode, in terms of like you were kind of like explaining, like we kind of go from these um, interesting shot dynamics where it's like, where you, even mm. like when you bump into Jefferson outside the Vortex party, it's very dark. You see Chloe and Max talking to him. It's kind of like, you know, it's just setting up that kind of tone. The Vortex yeah. party, kind of like the red ambiance, the um, the dark room. But in terms of the episode, like the entire thing, again, this was such a strong one. This is where, like, for me, 4.5 is where I would stay or I'd go to 5. Like, this is very similar to episode 3. Like, mm-hmm. the, the conversation would be so difficult to kind of um, say with these two games. It's like you know, which one is the five, which one's the 4.5. They could go either way in the hindsight yeah. now. I think with episode four, it's, it's just like the way it starts, like you kind of deal with the repercussions of the stuff about um, going back yeah. in time, a more deeper kind of relationship with Max and, um, you know, William, the the decision from Chloe. It's like kind of like, that's just, that's like so early on in the game. It's like, then mm. you kind of, you deal with that. And then you, you, then you go back into the president. Then you have the entire like whiteboard segment where you can kind of like, you start mapping together everything that you've done for four episodes where it's like, right, we need to figure out what happens next. We need to find out what happened to Rachel and where, what this dark room thing is. Um, then you go to the dark room as well, which is um, a pretty crazy one. The, the combination thing, which you brought up and had an hour, you know, deceased episode is a, is a yes. good point. Well, that was really difficult first. I, I, the worst part is when you're doing these kind of reviews as well, um, you don't have guides. So I'm like, there. I'm like, how do I get in? I'm like, how? Like, how do I get I know. in there? It's like, um, yeah. But like, no, no like, uh, oh, sorry. I was going to say, but like between the two episodes, you said you, you teetered between uh, giving a five out of five between episode three and episode four. Uh, what would you say, which one's the five and which one is staying at a 4.5 between so episode three and five of uh, three and four? It's so hard that it's so hard to decide which one it would be. Um, I think if I had to go for it, it would probably be episode three. But my heart, okay. but my heart yeah. would tell me it's episode four because when we get to that ending, mm-hmm. I remember that ending and I was like, "Holy yeah. shit!" It was it, it was yeah. just. Like we 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 we've talked about me and Adam before, like you know where True Colors tried to take too much out of Life is Strange One's playbook. It kind of gave away the reveal very mm-hmm. late on, like very early on. Sorry, with like Jed, there's no the red herrings weren't strong enough. Like in this game, the first mm-hmm. Life it's like it reminds me of the first Scream film, that scene where Randy shouts, "Everyone's a suspect." That's what it's like because everyone is a suspect at yeah. that point. Even Samuel, that guy who you don't, you, you look <laughs> at him like, yeah, he, he's obviously not him. You still consider him. Then mm-hmm. you consider like. Victoria has a motive. Nathan has a motive. Uh, Prescott has a Prescott. Um, <laughs> um, Nathan, what's it? Yeah, Nathan. Nathan has a motive. Um, Jefferson mm-hmm. has a motive. Anyone yep. can have a motive here. Anyone can have a motive here. So it's like it's so much to it. Where it's like there's just not a kind of thing. But I just remember that scene where it was like I remember playing it. I had my notebook out, making notes. I just remember the syringe going into Max's uh, neck. She falls. You can't reverse time, and it's like you know boom headshot yes. and i'm like and then and then you just see from this from the shadows his face yeah. jefferson and it's like poof, yes yeah like a lost ending and it's like and i'm like but we're sticking with that ending <laughs> to be a 4.5 not a 5 objectively you say in your heart that's a uh episode 4 is a 5 but objectively speaking you think episode 3 is a 5 yeah, I, I I I think episode three just is probably. No, I agree. 
it's just I, yeah no i yeah, agree yeah, because no. again i'm a i'm a big fan of building tension like yeah. i love building tension um which is what i did like a uh, like i at least i tried to do for the essence of life i loved to build that tension and see like where it's going to go um and i think episode three did like a textbook definition of building tension in a story and i and i think it did that to a mark that a lot of games should copy or not copy but like take inspiration from to say like, yeah. like how did this game build that tension and then episode four was that release of that tension so I would, if I was going to guess which one's a 4.5, which one's a 5, episode 3 for me would be a 5, episode 4 is a 4.5. Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a tough one to kind of, uh, to differentiate two, but they were so strong, those two. There's like, it's great for me to come into that time as well, do those two reviews first. They were like bona fide, very, very strong episodes. Um, and I feel very similar with you about, um, a lot of that stuff as well. Um, and I think like, oh, yeah, it, it was great. It was great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, do you want to hear your review of episode five? Yeah, this is the one that I don't remember a lot of, to be honest. So I'm just going to read again, half a paragraph. We're going easy on Adnan. So, <laughs> uh, again, it would be like me listening to my, my music. I'm like, no, please stop. I don't want to. Um, so it goes on to say, it is more satisfying to notice that the dialogue flow even uh, it is more satisfying to notice the dialogue flow even better with the improvements made to writing with the Life is Strange cast deserving nothing more than praise for their stellar performances in episode five. Hannah Tell, who has been a standout, who has been a standout across uh, the first four Life is Strange episodes, once again steals the limelight in episode five with her performance as Max reaching new heights. Episode five does, however, miss out on the on-screen exchanges exchanges between Hannah Tell and Ashley Birch, uh, mainly for the plot skipping across alternate altern alternative realities. Good job, Adam, uh, and having the two barely uh, interact with one another until later stages of the episode. Although it's disappointing that one. Uh, Although it's disappointing that one of the most consistent factors about Life is Strange slightly fades in episode five, it does serve as a major positive. Uh, but yeah, you're going back and forth between like you wish there was more, but you understand why with the writing. Uh, and of course, Life is Strange's uh, first four episodes, there were signs of Don't Not Entertainment wasn't simply wavering on criticism. It was receiving as there was a drastic improvement in lip syncing. So you could tell that there was improvements going on in the game. Yeah. You ultimately gave this episode 4.5 out of 5. Can we see a pattern Ooh. at this point? Also a 4.5 out of 5. See, that's that. So I, I completely forgot about the paragraph you wrote about Max and uh, Hannah, and there's like less Ashley Birch and Hannah. Mm -hmm. Uh, yes. together kind of like in the scenes except for some of the bigger ones but it's like that's also i feel very strongly about now thinking on it mm -hmm. and truthfully i don't think it would have been a 4.5 episode now in hindsight no? i think it would have been a four if, oh. I'm putting, if i'm putting the bar at the other two at 4.5 this one should have come to a four personally or if like one yeah. of, or, or it could have been a 4.5 had one of the other ones that been at five um like mm. just to preface as well, anyone listening, I did a quite a lot of reviews in the industry, but like I never gave a perfect score except for to one Life is Strange game, and I only yes. did that what well, one episode, but I didn't cons consider it the full Life is Strange game, so I kind of got away with it. I didn't. I, I don't think anything can really be a ten out of ten 
um, mm-hmm. except for in rare circumstances. There's very few games I've ever played that I think like this is a ten out of ten. Um, yeah, like Ali Ali like, World. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta mention that. We gotta mention that. Yeah, um, <laughs> ten out of ten. Episode five was mm-hmm. really interesting. I remember going into this, and then at the end, I chose obviously save the save yes. the day. You know. And I, I don't think that's the strongest ending, of course. I think like that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a satisfying conclusion. But then when I went back and played it and then obviously got the other ending, that's the one where it's like, you know, like, yeah, okay, you know, this is the, the main choice for me personally. This is how the game should end in that kind of way. Um, episode five was kind of paced a bit weird. It kind of like goes into that kind of like, um, do you want, do you want like, do you want the, do you want you play the council, Adam? And you have that kind yes. of like part of the story where it goes a little bit like crazy, like midway through. It's like it kind of goes into conspiracy. A little bit roots. crazy. It just goes like <laughs> batshit insane. Like what? Like I was playing it. And I was like, I put down a controller and I was like rubbing my temples. Like what? 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 I was like, okay, we're just going to go down this route. Okay. Great game, anyone. You should play it. I recommend no, it. I, no, like I'm not, this is not a fault. Like, I think everybody should play the council. I think it's a, like, it, it was a great um, recommendation from Adnan. But again, like, it just throws you through a loop where it just, Scratch like, head, it? scratched my, I wanted to rip my scalp off. I was <laughs> like, what? Why are we going this direction? But it's still a good game. I I'm still want to replay it. But, oh, my God, the, the twists in the middle. I'm like, are you, yeah. are you out of your freaking mine so but, yeah th- th- there was kind of vibes about this episode where it's like there, it, it kind of like when you went to the alternate realities i was like at the time i was like yeah i can i can take this but i wasn't overly so by it it kind of like started jumping through time yeah. like, so in context as well i remember watching an interview of uh michelle uh michelle cohen it was um ashley birch and they were talking to kind of funny and it was 2015 e3 and they said that basically don't know we're hitting eight week time windows for each episode this is the one that missed it and it missed it yes. just by fractionally. It wasn't huge, <laughs> but it, it was. It didn't hit the same window as the other ones, um, necessarily speaking. But this one felt like a little bit uneven in pacing because it was like kind of like let's get to the finish line. It was kind of like doing this a little bit, kind of like mm. going back and forth, like just chopping a little bit. Um, and, and I enjoyed it for parts. Obviously, you know we have the one of the best moments in the entire franchise where we have uh, Michelle in the art gallery drinking his. Mm. Uh, <laughs> was drinking Max's there. And I was like, I remember yes. seeing. I was like, that's. Oh. Very nice little nod there. Um, but I think, like, yeah, it, it was just kind of like it, it, it focused all on Max a lot of it, which it feels, I don't know if you can yeah. see that as a negative or criticism, but it was very heavily on Max for like most of it, going through all these kind of like distorted time things, jumping back and forth. There were great mm. moments with like, I love when Alyssa came back and it's like now showing you the full effect of time manipulation because it's, it, it's signaling that Alyssa is meant to take all those consequences that you saved her from in the episode like mm. she's meant to be in that position like you're not meant to save her it's like if you've ever watched lost you kind of get the time thing as yeah. well in one of the seasons but it's like it kind of fitted things really well together but it just felt like it was like it's like going at such a fast pace when i got to the end i was like wow this is like a lot of a lot of things have happened here by the time i got to see right at the end you do also say i it will no doubt polarize people on whether they believe it's satisfying or fulfilling uh, conclusion to what has been a spectacular title. Making the final choice, I did, let's call it ending B, uh, and that particular cutscene that followed might have been slightly underwhelming, but I uh. appreciate it nonetheless. 
Yeah, see, that's said. what I mean. It's weird, it's weird now. Think it's weird that you mm-hmm. read it because I remember writing these, and it yeah. just feels but, but like it's such a distant memory. And then thinking about it now, mm-hmm. um, I went to this episode. I went to this um, this segment for a long time because I feel like it's it's quite eye opening for what it is. But yeah, I was um, truthfully like I don't know how you feel about the entire episode. It was it was just. Uh, it, I it just, honestly would also agree with you that I would drop it down to a four. Just because it it all it all encapsulates to this one scene, you know, yeah. and I and I think like the whole alternate alternative realities was kind of not overwhelming, but more of just like okay, we're here, we're collecting bottles again. That's great. Okay, that's <laughs> that's nice. But again, like I I say this all the time as a creative, it's hard to land a plane. It's yeah. so hard to land a plane on something. Uh, and I keep going back to the essence of life, but like I had this story in mind and I'm just like, okay, like I got to Infelicity, second track to the last. Uh, and I was, I, I got to the last track. I'm like, how do I end this? Like, how do I, how do I end this? Like, I, 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 I had such a climax and I was like, bring it back down. Yeah, it's just such a hard thing to do to land a plane, uh, and I say this all the time. And I say this in the last episode that we'll never see the light of day. <laughs> I mean, go back to school, and your teacher says like write an essay, and in that last paragraph, you just write. In conclusion, antelopes run fast. Yeah, there you go. Goodbye. Or like if you have like. Uh, a speech that you have to give, like you have to give an oral report, and it's like, well, that's my presentation. Okay, like think about those days. But I, I, I think, yeah, no, no, sorry, I think you hit the nail on the fucking head with that. Mm-hmm. I think the ending for anything is so difficult to write. Like, yeah, even the reviews of those are the most difficult to write. The conclusion, I thought, what do I put in here? Even when I wrote a history essay in school, I was like, how do I finish this off? Even yeah. now when I write something, I'm like, what is the last paragraph? And you think about even TV spectrum, like when you're talking mm-hmm. about it, how many TV shows end on the high note? It's never a yeah. soft landing. It's like crash landing on all of them. Most of them are very few TV shows I've ever watched. I'm like, you know, yeah. great ending. Yeah. Like, this this one had like a bumpy ride. Cause like, I mean, even you, even you bringing my score down, even me bringing my score down, isn't even a bad thing. It's like 4.5 out of five. Like, yeah, it's like, 4. 5. like, how can you say that's a bad thing? Bring, bring it down just slightly a little bit. Yeah. But, um, yeah. The only was, conclusion it, that was a, a great ending in terms of TV ever in history of time. Staff lets flats. 10 out of 10, like 20 out of 10 ending. My God, what a show. What an ending. I love also it. Also Lost as well. The greatest show of all that time. That too. But anyway. Um, Did Zathlet's last end? I can't, I can't even remember. Like, now I'm thinking <laughs> about it. I was like, I can't even remember how it ended. I, I think, no, it did end. It did end. And he's just like dicking around basically. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think the show did end. Um, but no, yeah. Polarized was a very, um, no pun intended, polarizing episode. Yeah, it just yeah. was. It was. I, I remember thinking that. That's all I could think about the entire thing. It's like this is a very polarizing episode. It's like, how do I really take it in terms of like what I've seen? Um, but yeah, I think like what it was. I think for its time, four point five is mm-hmm. probably a little bit nicer than what I should have given it. I think personally, in hindsight, it would be a four. But obviously, four is a great score out of five. Like, and considering I'd move some of the other scores up. <laughs> would you like to go on to your favorite series? 
Should we do the full season review? Because I did do a full season one for this. You want to do a full season before you do each episode? No, well, I did a full season review for Life is Strange 1. Oh, okay. Well, let me let me just If you look above episode up. 5, Polarized, you'll see yes. uh, it's November 7th where I reviewed. November 7th, 2015, a full season review of the entire thing. Okay. Got it. Okay. I see it. All right. So the entire review of Life is Strange and written by Adnan Riaz. Okay. Yeah. So... You... So I was commissioned to do this at the end of episode five. It was a full season review. Gotcha. Uh, so ultimately, you gave the entire series as a whole, um, mm. and you and you even said here, although weak writing and poor lip syncing uh, and some awkward dialogue exchanges were at the forefront of the criticisms in earlier episodes, hindering the full potential of the series from flourishing at the very beginning. Don't not entertainment. Uh, showed me some flexibility to feedback it received by refining these aspects to make it a noticeable signs of improvement more and more visible in Life is Strange. There were scenes between Max and Chloe, uh, and then you kind of like give examples there. And then uh, finally you say, Don't Nod's first, ep first effort at cracking a choice-driven episodic format of a video game almost results in a near-perfect experience which is shocking when you consider how well they've grasped the concept and you gave it a 4.5 out of 5. Yeah. I can agree with that. I think the I'm entire series, yeah, 4.5. It's not perfect, but it's not lower than near perfect, I don't think. Yeah. I think, like, it, it's, it's the fluctuation of episodes. As we, as we said, me and uh, Adam had very, I think, maybe somewhat controversial opinions in episode 2 which people wouldn't expect, but like, you know, um, yes. we were very much in greens in episode one being very high score. And then obviously three and four, a very high score for me. And then five is a very high respectable score. Mm -hmm. I think personally, if I was going to even out, I probably would give it a 4.5 um, yes. as a total. I, 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 there's got flaws in it, but look at how, how great, like even in hindsight now, I can spend time now in hindsight talking to you about it, mm -hmm. like eight years on and look at the impact it had. Look how well it's aged. Look, even when we played the remastered collection, we re-reviewed that on Strangecast. Like, it's just it. It was seminal, man. It's it's in that it's that, it's in that echelon mm -hmm. of the 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 unique episodic games with Telltale's, the ones oh, yeah. that we really hold fondly. And it, and I I, I would one hundred percent stand by that. I think that's a more than respectable score. I would say so. I I I agree. It's like I said. It's not it's not perfect, but you know. It's up there. It's up there on the upper echelon. So yeah, uh, I can agree to that. Yeah, I'm, but, I was very happy with that review. But on that note, would you like to go into it? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> so, so we start off with episode one. What's up? So uh, sorry. So before Adam kicks into this, I after Life is Strange one came out, I was covering it for a little bit. Then I left the industry, went and did a master's in journalism at school decided to disappear and then I returned to the industry and mm. I came back in when before the storm was coming out but I didn't review any of the episodes during that time mm. uh, someone else had been tasked with it so instead I started interviewing a lot of the cast members I interviewed Katie that's how I know Katie mm. for if anyone's asking interviewed Kylie at the time she was oh god how old is Kylie now I think she was 18 or 19 um yeah but yeah that's how I know Kylie from as well um great weird when I think about that now as well when when, when I speak to her and even when I spoke <laughs> to her on um 
Strange cast has spoken on Life After Strange. In my head, she's always a, this young girl, and yet now she's like mm-hmm. 24, 25. I'm like, <laughs> it like blows my mind a little bit. Um, but oh. yeah, I, I reviewed those things, and then Captain Spirit came out, and I didn't get to do the review for it. Someone else took it, but I, I wrote a feature piece on it when I was talking about Charles and Chris's relationship as a feature, but then I didn't do it. However, Life is Strange 2 comes about. I get to review mm-hmm. it. They actually asked me to do it. They were like, we want you to do it. Again, got review codes for these, so started reviewing mm-hmm. them at the time per release. Um, I said something to Adam before, which um, I, I felt with this. I personally don't think, in hindsight, I w- should have been the person to review this. So at this mm-hmm. point, I had become both a fan of Life is Strange and I was also a journalist. So I feel I was heavily influenced and quote-unquote biased towards what I write. Not saying that I'm being paid off or anything else. Oh, you know, I owed any favors. I just felt too inherently in favor of it. Like, I I, I say this now, even when um, Luke and Michelle's Don't Know uh, Montreal game comes out, I I will have to preface any conversation we have, like, if it's a review conversation eventually we have on it, like, I can't give you a straight, cut, clear-cut answer because I hold them too fondly. They they're some they make some of my favorite games. They're the same conversation as Kojima. If you ask me about a Kojima game, I'm going to say it's a 10 out of 10. Oh, yeah. Like, that's how I feel. Yeah. And the same with Adam would be with all the old world as well. Like, you can't... It's hard to withdraw impartial, uh, withdraw bias, yeah. if anything. No, exactly. Like I, I will always say that Ali Ali World is a ten out of ten. I don't care what people say at all. Uh, yeah. You can fight me. I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, Adam, I will let you take it back then uh, to kick off this. This will be the final set of the conversation that we do. Yes. So, uh, you gave. So I'm going back to this. I was also like bringing up the other episodes. Um, so I also want to read this part. So gameplay has been slightly tweaked from the established uh, formula of Life is Strange, but it was vital for Don't Not to execute it exactly the way it has been in Episode 1 Roads. Uh, with the core rewind mechanic no longer being there, uh, choices are even more important than ever before, especially as players don't have that luxury of changing their in- initial decision after they picked it. Um, and then there's also, uh, yes, then you finally say Life Strange 2 could not and would not be a true successor in the series if Donut didn't make these spotlight different themes. Uh, with Life is Strange focusing on subject matters like sexual, sexual assault, social media, and bullying, Episode 1 Roads, uh, contextualizes real life issues and embeds them with a main narrative. Um, and then you go into some examples of that. Ultimately, you gave this episode 4.5 out of 5. Um, yeah, so this is um, weird. I can't really remember writing any four of these reviews, personally speaking. Like, mm. during, like the first Life of Strange ones, I really remember writing those in my mind. For some reason, I think I was, I was, in, a, I was in a pretty horrible place in my mind that this, this, these, these years were really rough for me, if anything. I was kind of like just yeah. putting my head down and working and just kind of like thinking so I, I was in like a really um bad place i think um emotionally and kind of like physically and stuff um but also i think like it probably life is strange too related to me a lot at that point as well um yeah so this is um this is interesting adam mm. <laughs> um, yeah because obviously this is this is a very divisive entry for a lot of people i love this game i love life is strange too um and yeah. i think with this episode i was um it won me over very easily, to be honest. Um, mm. I remember playing it first time around, and very early on, I was a bit like, you know, oh, it's it's very different. You know, we don't have Max and Chloe, and um, the rewind mm. mechanics gone. And 
um it's about these two new characters and it's like you know it's not as it's not in a town it's kind of like the story's kind of on the move constantly but i was very much worn over by it because the story was again it was it, it kept what it kept what makes don't nod great it's storytelling mm. mechanic and like that was like very much for me a very powerful thing that i carry throughout the rest of these episodes that i reviewed and then all the way to the end as well it was just very hard hitting story I think it's too it's too easy to simplify and be like it needed the rewind mechanic. It didn't need any powers at this point. I, I don't no. think it needed as much gameplay experience as it as people might have hoped for. Um, I think mm. it's more about a, a kind of a journey. If anything, you're following and you're kind of like learning and teaching and morals and ethics and um, t- Life is Strange too as well. Like hasn't aged as well as Life is Strange one. More so on the no. on the themes they cover. Um, yeah. I think I said to Adam before, I, like, I think it's like a time capsule a little bit, this game. It's stuck mm-hmm. in in 2018, 19. It was very much, you know, they, they talk about Trump, the wall and stuff like that. They make it very clear. And I, I, I very much spoke about it in some of the reviews where I'm like, I prefer them not um, dancing around the subject. They basically went in with the subject. It's like, mm-hmm. if we have a point to make, we'll make it rather than just kind of like, you know, um, just kind of like teetering and be like, oh yeah, we don't like this somewhere else. You know, I, I know if, yeah. if anyone, if you've ever followed Luke and Michelle and uh, any of the other developers, you know, they, they're very, they're very clear with where their political views and their uh, yeah. things are, where they stand on and things. And, you know, I respect the fact that they're very forthcoming with it. That's how the world's made work, yeah. works in it. Um, but yeah, generally speaking, I really enjoyed the first episode. Obviously we meet Brody. We have the kind of early relationship with Sean and um, Lila. But I think like, you know, a lot of people really want her back in the game. Um, do you know yeah. what we said? Like, you know, characters who come back. And I, I personally don't I know, want to I see more of her now. For, for well, all these people who want it. But I stand by my point that she served I as an by anchor it. home. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I, I, I would love to have her more. But I think because of how all the characters work in the game, like even like, like Cass, for example, I would love Cass in more episodes. She doesn't need mm-hmm. to be in more episodes. Sean and Daniel yeah. are the main focus. Like anyone else's surplus. They, they, they feed into the stories and help to evolve it. They don't need to be in the story more than that. I mean, that's the, one of mm-hmm. the best things I wish I would have said about these games when I was reviewing them, where it's like the balance and the characters is so much more effective. So mm-hmm. much more effective compared to any other game. Like they don't linger for more than they need to. And same with her relationship with Sean. Like she doesn't need to be in it more, but that's probably, that's more yeah. of a conversation another time. But yeah, generally speaking, I'm happy with that. I'd keep it at 4.5. I thought it was a very good, strong episode. Yeah, I thought it was very strong. I thought they did well with tackling the themes, and I thought they did well at tackling what they're going to cover in this episode. So yeah, wasn't perfect, but I would say that is near perfect. Also, midway point, like in between this and going on to episode two, I realized there's no episode five review of Life is Strange 2. Yeah. I just noticed yeah. that. Uh, so um, I left the industry after episode four. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And That's I, right. I didn't, I did I, they, they asked me to do it, but I was like, at that point, again, I was in a very different place and mindset mm-hmm. and stuff. And I was like, I can't stick around. So they, ne- they never passed on to anyone else. So yeah, that's the kind of like weird cliffhanger a little bit. On. Yeah. That's why I noticed. Like, cause I know you left the industry, but I didn't know if anybody finished the work for you. No. Nope. Interesting. Well mm. then, I mean, episode five was, a, I don't know. I don't want to say a weird one, but like, we'll come on to it. Yeah. So yeah, I think there's, there's a lot for us to be able to say about art and even this full season in general as well. Yeah. So, oh, let's go into it. Uh, so <laughs> episode two. Yeah. Oh boy. You are the only one to give it this review. So I'm just going to just sum up like with like a couple sentences of paragraphs. Um, 
The idea of rules perfectly encapsulates Sean and Daniel's relationship in this second episode. Depending on the choices made by the player, they can feel frustrated with how Daniel doesn't follow Sean's instructions and declines to break the rules. It's only reinforced by the fact that Don't Nod uh, put forward the question before release of the episode whether a nine-year-old boy would respect the rules or not, especially when they have discovered a unique superpower uh, at their disposal. Uh, you also go on to say, the boys stopping with their grandparents open up a brilliant plots surrounding their past history uh specifically when it comes to exploring more about their mother karen it's fair to say it's fair to say that the players will be left yearning for more information by the end of episode two rules especially for how the story begins to unfold about her in such a such an interesting way uh the last thing i'm going to say about this is um where was the sentence that i had Okay. Choices and consequences have remained at the forefront of almost any episode in Life is Strange series and is no different when it comes to episode two rules. Players will understand how the minor choices have an impact on Daniel's behavior over the course of the episode, specifically for how Sean has reacted to them in a certain scenario. Sean and Daniel will encounter major decisions to make it uh, to make, and it will test whether the rules have been followed. Uh, in post-Telltale Games, the era of episode gaming, don't not as well, and truly keeping the genre alive. You gave this episode, episode two, rules, a five out of five review. Hell yeah! Woo! <laughs> Do you stand by that? Yeah, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. A five out of um, five? My cat I just mean... woke up then as well, but I just thought, hell yeah. <laughs> um, can, like, okay, so one thing I actually will just say quickly in that review, which you read out, I think I prefaced the Karen thing really well, because mm-hmm. obviously we get onto it later on. I think the Karen thing falls yes. out exactly mm-hmm. um, the way that we wanted to. I think it's perfect for that. Um, <laughs> yeah uh, you gave this high remarks and especially at the especially at the uh in your concluding uh where shoot where did i see it oh here we go cassidy is a brilliant introduction to the episode and will leave players excited at the opportunity to build her relationship with sean and daniel going forward oh come on and like look look what they did in the next episode like i mean that was yeah that's called it very well but okay so Again, like, I feel like, as I said, again, I, I was in different place at this point. Had I, mm-hmm. Would I reviewed Life is Strange 2? No. As I said, I don't think it, there's too much, um, ethically, you become too inherently biased by something. Mm-hmm. It's like if you wanted to review, I don't know, like, if, you, if someone said to me, review Adam's Essence of Life at uh, a famous music magazine, is it going to happen? No. No. Like, yeah. am I going to write about review about you? It's like, no, it's just, it's just too inherently biased with things. And that's like where I was at that point. I, I was a fan and a journalist at that point. Instead of like where I was at the first game, I was reviewing it as just a journalist. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan and a journalist at this point. Um, as I said, in hindsight, because obviously reviewing them at the time, I was kind of like just following along because I expected the steam to keep picking it up. Um, yeah. Truthfully, I probably wouldn't have given it a five now in hindsight. Yeah. Were, like comparing it to everything else. It would probably be, because for me, I still hold it very fondly, a 4.5. But if I was going to be a bit more harsher, I'd bring it to a 4. I would bring it to a 4 myself. Like, this is coming from me, who probably would give it a (laughs) 2. 
out of five. <laughs> uh, but playing through it and just kind of like understanding the context with it and it, it gives like it's giving more context. And that's what a lot of episode twos do with five episode arcs. Um, it gives just context for what's about to happen. So you get your Cassidy's, you get your Daniel's disobeying, you get a lot of Karen. So there, there is context. There's build up um, w- within that. So I would say, yeah, I would give it a four, not a five, though. To balance off what you just said there as well, I think that's where, and maybe it's controversial. I think this is a better second episode than episode two from Life is Strange one. I think people hold on too much that's, to that ending. That's um, that's a, that is a dirty take right there. That is a filthy take. I don't <laughs> want to hold that take. I'm not going to comment on that take. I, I like because episode two is like for me the weakest in the first life is strange. I yes. mean, obviously, like there's some great iconic moments. You know, the Chloe and the Max on the rail track. The entire thing where the train's coming at Chloe is great. And then the, obviously the setup, the end with K Marsh mm. as well, which is a big one. But for me, it's still not as strong as this. This was like pure character development. This ties in Captain Spirit really well. You bring that entire arc back in. You start manifesting the boys' relationship more. The 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 cook, uh, you know, the breadcrumbs are there for Karen's relationship. You now start exploring who she is. She's this enigma that doesn't exist in Sean's life at this point, or Daniel's. For as long as you know, it's like, do yes. we get her? Do we not get her? Then it's like we keep exploring the kind of like the Charles and Chris relationship. I love the Charles redemption arc of him talking about, you know, he's like, I need to be there for my son. You know, it's like, I know that I'm going for my own hurt with my own wife going, but it's like, I need to be there. I need to, there's a kind of like an acceptance. We see kind of a different take from what we saw in Captain Spirit. And then yes. even meeting the two drifters as well, Finn and Cassidy, like the setup, that's great. I mean, like Cassidy's introduction is just spectacular, yeah. man. It's so good. And it's like, even with her like minimal, like 15 minutes, 15 minutes, like 10 minutes, she's on screen. It's just like, yeah. I was like, I want that. I want more of her, like, in, in terms of the game. Like, she's going to be a big big part for me going forward. So, like, yes. I think, like, it hit the beat on, like, a lot of things. And I think it hit the beat on, like, even towards the ending as well. I really enjoyed the ending as well. I just thought it was a good second episode in yes. terms of, like, the way that it went. I think it, it just progressed the story on well. Rather than making me lose interest there, that's where I was at at that point. And again, like, obviously, everyone's had their own opinion. You might think I'm outrageous. I think it's better than episode two, <laughs> like, Strange One. But, like, you know... I think, like, for me personally, I thought it was just a strong one. Because that one, obviously, episode one, Life is Strange, uh, Life is Strange one, episode two, is just so much heavy focus on, like, Kate Marsh's story. And it's meant to fit in the overall story, but it's not as big and as significant as other people's. In terms yeah. of, like, Rachel Amber, she almost becomes, like, a Rachel Amber figure in the second episode. I'm a bit like, yeah, you know, she needs to be here. And, and, and again, you know, I'm going to try and preface as well. I love Day, and Day earned every kudos to her as well for that as well love her to bits but for me like kate marsh was i i feel like in hindsight that was just a weaker episode compared to like this one for example where it's, it's still the boys relationship is the main thing constantly like this going forward and then it's like in between that we have the grandparent story arc then we have karen's story arc then we have charles and chris's story arc we have an introduction to cassidy and finn if you watch the video version you'll see me putting all these circles in place <laughs> i think i just think personally it's that in hindsight would i brought the review score down probably just a little bit but i still yeah. think it's a very strong episode and that's just it it's kind of like uh you know just a little bit i would but in hindsight you know looking at everything i'm just like it was fine it's good you know what i mean it's all right <laughs> i think it's fine <laughs> 
Yeah, but you hate Life is Strange too. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I think, I think yeah, I think in hindsight, I probably would have changed my mind just a little bit. But again, it's not like it's we're going from a five to a two or a one or mm-hmm. something. Um, I still think it's a very strong episode. Yes. Uh, do you want to move on to episode three? Oh, hi. So we're going on to episode three, Wastelands, which... Um, yes. Cassidy might have been the standout character in episode three, Wastelands, but there has to be credit handed to the Don't Not to Don't Not for their fantastic work in writing Finn and voice actor Matthew Gallenstein, uh, bringing him to life. It's easy to make the character a pothead and with little substance beyond his personality, <laughs> but the exact opposite is here. Finn, to be fair, is the male equivalent to Cassidy. Uh, in many areas, adopting a similar charm and wittiness. Uh, players will watch Finn become a big brother-esque figure for Daniel. You also say, outside of K- Cassidy and Finn, Life is Strange 2 shows that uh, shows shades of the first title uh, through other supporting characters featured in Episode 3. While Sean and Daniel's adventures in the first two episodes had taken them across multiple locations, the camping site is a primary location uh, in the third episode, and it allows players more time to interact with different characters over the course of the story. For the likes of Jacob and Hannah to Penny and a couple uh, and a couple Ingrid and Anders, uh, players will want the same experience as they had in Life is Strange uh, in terms of leaning more about their backstories. Uh, finally, I want to uh, add in, Donut has come a long way in its writing for the series but it still feels clunky in parts. Sean refers to Daniel as emo Daniel, and it's cringeworthy to hear it repeated. Daniel, however, has his best moments where he wants Sean to treat him with more respect and not like child. With episode three, Wastelands, also highlighting a massive improvement in his powers since episode two rules, uh, it does feel that Daniel's powers are withdrawn from most parts of the story due to all the other subplots in the narrative but it doesn't diminish players' interest in the attention is placed back on it. You ultimately gave this uh, episode... Can we say it together now? 4.5 out of 5. (laughs) 4.5 once again. I don't think you gave it any lower than that so far. Or any of them, actually. No. No. So... What would you say? Right, so in, in hindsight now... This would be a five. Yeah. So, yeah, rules would drop, and then this would go up. I think this is okay. up there as one of the most memorable episodes in the entire Life is Strange series. For I me, I agree with you in the statement of memorable. Yes. Yeah. For me, it's for me, it's in the same bracket as Life is Strange, um, ones episode three and four in terms of like the quality mm-hmm. of it. Obviously, like I, I, it's funny you mentioned again. Like these are the reviews I don't remember that much of, and I think again it was like where I was at that point in my life. Um, but I think this the the entire episode is the strongest out of the entire five episodes. Of Life is strange too. I think the the relationship you have at the campsite is so good. The characters they have there, oh man, like the the colorful cast of characters they have at the campsite. It's like. Mm. Like, I, you know, we, we talked about in the, the who we want to see more of, like, you know, you know, like Penny's a big one for me as well. And it's like, you know, you have yes. Cass there, you have Finn there, you have um, Ingrid, you have like Jacob, and obviously we see more Jacob later. But it's like, you know, there's there was great moments in that. And I think that there was this, it was, it was the, 
it was now like we're in the third episode and we're kind of like, you know, we're going towards that finishing line, but we kind of see friction developing mm. Sean and Daniel's relationship. And you see Finn and his like, maybe his ulterior motives and what he's kind of doing and how he's become like a surrogate big brother to Daniel. I love the fact that this is like, again, it's, it's, it's the, you know, if, if Life is Strange 1 is a coming of age story for Max, like it's very much so mm -hmm. it felt replicated with, with uh, Sean, but it's more about, you see him experience things like, you know, the, the fact that he can have a tattoo, you can change his hair, yes. um, you can have a sexual relationship with either Finn or Cassidy. Um, and you see this boy evolve, like, you know, as I said, like there's, a, there's, there's the trials and tribulations of Sean Diaz in this game is so good. And I always want people to kind of like have that time with these mm -hmm. characters, especially with Sean. Um, but I genuinely thought it was just a stronger episode because you had that kind of time to spend with all these characters. It's pretty crazy as well. I completely, completely forgot as well that there's an entire scene with um, where Ingrid, uh, not Ingrid, um, Hannah comes out and she doesn't have a top yes. on. I yeah. completely forgot. I, I, just, I, when we talked about it, I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, I remember seeing that. I was like, I was like yeah. Well, I was like, I was like uh, okay. But I think, um, yep. generally speaking, I, I thought it was really good. And then even the ending, I thought the ending was very good. Yes. Yeah. Like, just, like, uh, like it, it left you like, oh my god, did did Sean die? Like, are we yeah. gonna play as Daniel now? Like, I remember thinking that. It's like, are we gonna switch main characters now? Because oh, Sean's that would have been an interesting twist. That would yeah, that's what I thought was gonna twist. happen. I was like, okay. And then when we saw the trailer, uh, trailer of him walking down the desert, I thought that was older Daniel, and we took on the role of Daniel. Oh. Oh, like that's, that's what I thought. No, that's actually yeah. interesting. Very. I didn't even think about that. I was like, oh no, because like, my boy Sean's gonna come back with looking like big boss in the next episode where you yeah. have like only one eye patch but um no like i i generally like just enjoyed the entire end like again it's not the same it's not the same oomph as episode three chaos fairy and episode four dark room like mm. the ending but it reminds me of like um the first episode of um the walking dead season four where mm. aj shoots um you know at the shoots the bloke at the school yeah. and you're like and it's like and you, they all look at him and it's like i thought he's gonna hurt everyone and they kind of it cuts and it's like that's the kind of oomph it had I was like, yes. oh, actually, it's kind of like a bit more interesting. Um, yeah. But yeah, generally, like, I, I enjoyed the entire thing. Like, even the weed nipping scenes where you're like cutting the weed yeah. and stuff. I, 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 it just, it was a kind of like an evolution of the, the game at that point. And I think for me personally, it's, it's one of the standout episodes. If we're talking about like all the ones in the series, it's, it's for me like up there. I hold it very fondly. I would definitely agree bringing up back to a five because I think it's the most memorable in this yeah. entire series, I would say. Um, do you want to go on to your final review of this? My final review. So, we move on to episode four, Faith of Life is Strange 2. Uh, we, we go on to say, um, just like racism, Don't Not continues to intertwine other themes into episode four, Faith, and places a heavy focus on the role of religion and LGBT representation. Episode 3, Wastelands, uh, fully embraced the option for Sean to have an intimate relationship with either Cassidy or Finn. But the uh, penultimate episode respectfully tackles how characters' homosexuality opposes the idea of their parents' religious values. Uh, and then you, you know, go on to say examples of that. Uh, you say, Episode 4, Faith might feel like a shorter experience compared to the previous three episodes but it feels the most balanced in terms of pacing. There's barely any filler content in the episode, and the focus on Sean makes a compelling narrative from start to finish. Donut continues to utilize Life is Strange 2's excellent soundtrack uh, during important segments and create more atmospheric experience. 
Uh, your concluding thoughts are Life Strange 2 took a full advantage uh, to for the conclusion of Episode 3 with a story that fully fleshes out Sean's character in the relationship to Daniel. Uh, then you go on to say that Gonzalo Martin's voice acting performance is a standout and brings Sean's raw emotions to life as he battles his way back to Daniel. Sean's entire anguishing ad adventure from start to finish pays off with a superb ending to the episode. You gave this episode... Stay with 4. us. 4.5 out of 5. <laughs> you did not rank any Life is Strange <sighs> games lower than a 4. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I think, obviously, like, had I, some, had I got the other... Like maybe the earlier ones in episode, um, the first Life is Strange, maybe they kind of fluctuate. I, I find it hard to put anything below a four, realistically, mm -hmm. Life is Strange in, in yes. most of the series, even in even in BTS as well. Like I think it'd be pretty hard. Maybe there might be one or two three point fives, but that's because it's a prequel with three episodes. Um, yes, I personally would stick with this at four point five. I, um, I would too, honestly. Yeah, four point yeah. five. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I think like in hindsight, my my thing with this episode is really interesting. That I have you with me now, and it's like mm -hmm. I can your your experiences are very, you know, for me eye opening in terms of like the way yeah. that you've seen things uh, from the youth pasture days and like kind of like the the themes are tackling in it. Um, I and I like you know as I said with Ch uh, Gonzalo Martin's performance, like that man deserved that laughter. Like he, yes. he earned it with his heart and soul. Like the, and you see it in this performance, this episode is Gonzalo Martin's Oscar moment. Like, oh yeah, he's, he's, he's so good in it. And I feel like pacing wise, I, I wasn't really that bothered with like how episode four was paced in terms of like, if it was too slow or too be, it kind of was like, for me, the most balanced in terms of like the time I spent in it, like what I was kind of carrying on it, where the story's going, what's happening, the introduction of Karen, bringing even back Jacob as well. And bringing this really interesting dynamic back in the stories and what they were telling in terms of the themes really touched on well treated well again obviously as well you know expect that kind of thing from don't not as well to be treating things well but then as i said it's, it's the trials and tribulations of sean like this is like the mm. one way it's like you know he's like pushing and it's like every moment he like goes back to daniel in that church he's like not giving back giving up until you basically win him over and the bond of that brother that bond of the wolf brothers evolves into this new thing which you kind of see in the fifth episode going forward like there's no clashing of the heads anymore but their relationship right. ends at this point they, they, they've accepted it like he knows that daniel's his brother but he needs to respect him and he needs to treat him like an adult and he's going to become like that etc but it's like their relationship hits this kind of like new level which kind of like mm. sets up perfectly for the final episode um and I, but and general generally speaking yeah I, I wouldn't change it if i was gonna be if i was gonna be cruel like as yeah. i said on my on our scratched ep uh, scrapped episode i would give it a four but i i personally i would i'm still I think that was a perfect score. And I think like, that would be four, kind four, of an unfair four, uh, rating of four. You know, I don't think yeah. it's down to a four. I think it's near perfect. I don't think it is perfect, but I don't think it's anything lower than a 4.5. It's it's yeah. right there. It's up there, you know. But a four, yeah. I think, you like you said, it it would be a cruel rating. It wouldn't be, yeah. like, a fair rating. No. It's... It, do you know what, as well, when you mentioned it as well, like me giving 4.5s across all these episodes, it's so it's so different reviewing an episodic game. Like, that's what I find, like, if you... Because I reviewed The Council on this website, by the way, Adam. If you want to check those oh, scores Oh, did you? Huh. Yeah, yeah. So I reviewed all five episodes of Council and the full season, and the, the review scores are like this. Up, <laughs> down, up, down, up, down, up, down. So it's I like, it's consistently that. differently. But it's like, if I was reviewing, for example, The Walking Dead Season 1, Telltale, they're pretty much going to be fours across the board, aren't they? And maybe fives? 
mm. on certain episodes. Like, why am I going to bring them down? That it was a standout season that. Um, in terms of storytelling. So it's like, even with like Life is Strange, it's like, it's so difficult to bring something below like a four. Um, yes. And I think personally, like the only thing that would probably would have got, I think it would have got a four from me, if anything, it would have been mm. episode two of the first Life is Strange. Yes. And if I was being, if I was being cruel, I would have brought it down to 3.5. Because mm. I think it's the weakest out of like the most of the, the ones that we've seen in the series. But like, truthfully, it's hard to get anything below a four for me. I think the gate, because that, that's what I feel like, because then consensusly, the kind of like final score of the full season kind of makes me being like, oh, it's a four, it's a 4.4, 4.5. It's like, this is what it's got across the entire board. Scores mm. being up and down. And it's like, yeah, that's the full season score. Um, yeah. But oh, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned some of the stuff. Again, I can't remember much about episode four in terms of what I was writing. And that's, that's the shortest review because I was, I was pretty much signing off that at the industry. I was like, I'm done at this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I was very excited for episode five after this when, mm. I, when I finished it. But yeah, this was a, an interesting note to finish on. But that is all of your reviews officially on Hardcore Gamer. Uh, unfortunately, episode five was not given a review score at all. So, no. uh, unfortunately, not. To be honest, just to kind of fit that into this, because then we'll move into spread the arts and we'll call it a day here. Um, mm. I think, like again, because it's now it's now so different. Cause it's like I couldn't have reviewed it then and then see what I say in hindsight. Now, I think personally, episode five is a little bit. Um, the pacing's a little bit here and there. Like, yes. it's a bit slow, it's a bit long. Um, but I think, personally, the choice at the end you have and the way the kind of story folds, I think it's a very, very strong episode. Mm. It would probably sit at, like, <laughs> a 4.5. It would, if I'd reviewed at the time, it probably would have gone to a 4.5. I think I would have just, like, set it up there. Now, yeah. in hindsight, I would have put it on a 4. So yeah. I think four again, very respectable, and I think that's where, like, for example, when I reviewed Polarized, like, I think they would both end on fours because I think that's a very strong way of ending the well, series. What they are, if Polarized is a four, I'm gonna give episode uh, episode five of Life Strange two a four point five. Damn. <laughs> well, because like it gives you multiple endings, it gives you like actual reason for your choices. Yeah. If, like I said, if Polarized is a four. Or it doesn't really give you a reason for your choices. Uh, Life is Strange 2, Episode 5, actually gives purpose and more depth behind your choices. Choices, And I would say it's a 4.5. It's just the it's the ending. It's like, I remember like when I was there waiting in the wall and they have all the police, it's like, do you sacrifice yourself here? Like mm -hmm. my one, it's like when Daniel just gets out and like just tears all these cops. But it's like, it's like, yeah. yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, this is so freaking cool. Yeah. Um, but it's like that's what I mean. Like the 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 it was a very very um, strong ending for the, mm. the series. I feel like if it was bring it down to four and be me being mean at that point, it would probably have just been like because I'm bringing it down because it's like the the pacing's a little bit here and there at that point. But mm. as I said, I really enjoyed the stuff with when David's introduction. You know, Dave Madsen, Ponytail, Dave is back. Like <laughs> you, we love Ponytail, Dave coming back in the yes. later episodes of Life is Strange too, and then just like the entire like south from that, and then they go to the wall they get captured i think it's a little bit slower but i think again it just adds the depth eventually like you know hitting fifth gear and going into the finale and it's like a very good satisfying conclusion like you said multiple endings mm -hmm. ties in different characters you have different characters pop back up even if it's for brief cameos and stuff in different endings what's not to love about it and i think like it, it just it just fit it was a nice little it just is the cherry in the on the cake for me for a two brother story and i think that's for me like i think looking back now it's aged very well and oh yeah like the performance of a lifetime from gonzalo martin and um 
Roman George, I'm, I don't praise him enough, but I should praise him enough um, in terms of like what he did as, as a young child actor to come into that role, seminal. But like the, it was just great personally. And I think like, had again, at the time, I probably would have just given it 4.5 at that point. Mm. I think it would have been a 4.5 across the board for most of those episodes. Because that's where I was. I was like, I, I, it's hard to kind of review episodes like individually. I think like Life is Strange ones that Don't Nod has made specifically. Is there really like a hugely weak episode in the old series? No, really. No. Yeah, you might no. like you might be like you might bring one down a little bit, but I don't think like it's, sure. it's, uh, the, the, it sits in the four to five brackets for me. I remember them so well, and it's like why would I bring anything below that? I think like there's still seminal episodes, um, and it's kind of like I don't know if I was reviewing the full season, it would have been a five because it's the best Life is Strange game. Um, yes. Can end. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, sure. the the full the full season would have got at the time I probably would have, would have just given it four point five because every other episode would have had four point five or five. Um, I think it's a, for me, it's a 4.5. I put it equal with the first Life is Strange, but that's me, how much I like Life is Strange to you. If I was being critical, again, it would be a 4 out of 5. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's a 4.5. I wouldn't give it, I want to give it a 4 now, because I think it still impacted the, the entire franchise. Massively, yeah. But, you know, it's not perfect, but I don't think I would give it a 4. Don't think I would give it anything lower than that. No, um, because it's still a strong entry into the franchise. I would agree I, with that. I just think it's a, it's a, it's a very, it's it, as it said, and as I said immediately, it's a very divisive entry. Like even yourself, like we joked about it very early on, mm. but like you're not liking Life is Strange too, and you like you just weren't convinced by it. And then I remember when Luke tweeted at you saying like we don't, um, where he said that really great tweet with you. It's like, it's like you know we're not bothered that you don't like yeah. it massively, but we 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 appreciate you saying nice kind of things about it, etc. And it was really nice to hear that. And obviously, you know, just kind of you know, feel, feel bad about hearing because you don't want to like bash on a developer or say anything no. about their games or anything. But it's like, then you played it again recently when we did the other episode where I made you play it again. And you, it's like, you know, your mind changes a little bit and it's because you still like, I can see where you like it a little bit. Yeah. Here where it's like, you know, there's so many things, but I, that's why I say with Life is Strange. I'm like, if you don't like it the first time, go back and play it. I know mm -hmm. some people who absolutely love the socks off it. Some people absolutely dislike it. That's fine. Like, as I said before, like I'm, I'm, you know, I like true clues, but I don't like it nowhere near as much as some people do, but that's just like opinions for what it is. But I was yeah. happy with the direction they were going in this game. And then when they went with true colors and they bought that out and they took too much from life is strange. I was like, are we really in the force awakens moment of this series? Because it's not, not that for me. It's like, we need to go into the anthology series. We go into different stories. We, we try different things, you know? Right. Um, and if they want to capitalize on the first place, Square Enix should have just done a trilogy with Max and Chloe. I don't yeah. know why they do this. They always, Square Enix, like, oh, I might like, they do it every time. Even in Final Fantasy, they tried to make lightning work in the 13 yeah. series. I didn't mind 13 as the series, but they tried it so much. And it was like, just leave it and move on. It was like, people are not going to accept it. And they, they do just weird things with it. But like, they could have done a trilogy with like Max early on and then gone into this. Then it's like, we're starting fresh now. Life is Strange Two is a is now an anthology series. We're doing this, and I, obviously, you know, you can't you can't hold a gun to uh, Luke, Michelle, Raoul, John Lucas head and be right. like, you know, you know, make this game with Max and Chloe in it. They wanted to go in a different direction. They were happy to go in that different direction. I was happy. I very early on, accepted it. That's why I don't. That's why the reviews don't look very different. Even though I said mm -hmm. to you early on, they might be a bit biased because I'm a fan. At that point, I was like, yeah, I'm like, this is different and it's cool. Yeah. I'm happy with this. Like, you know do the story let's follow these mm -hmm. two brothers let's see what's happening with them so happy yeah well i agree yeah <laughs> so really yeah it was, it was like that going this episode but yeah um i'm happy that we uh 
well, on the same spectrum as certain things. I still mm. stand by firmly where I stand, and my episode two rules is a five out of five. And I was just lying to Adam before, so let's just uh, <laughs> get and spread the arts. Great. Uh, yeah, you want to hit like up to go first? Yeah, actually, um, oh. took the time to uh, finish a uh, finish a book I started earlier this year, and then Ooh. life got kind of crazy. But you know, I finally took time this week to just you know finish it out. I finally finished reading uh, Jeanette McCurdy's I'm Glad My Mom Died. I cannot, I cannot recommend this book enough because again, we've, we've heard the stories about child actors and uh, how it messes them up and, you know, kind of like rearranges their brain uh, in a negative way. But this book puts in such detail that you feel like you're living Jeanette's life. And it puts it in such detail where like how it all snowballed to that effect. And you start to understand why she is the way she is. Not in a way of like, man, Hollywood really screwed her up. I'm like, it's way more nuanced than that. And I will say this, the first two thirds of the book, you're like, man, this is messed up. Oh my God. The final third of the book, there were a couple chapters where I actually put the book down and I just like, okay, okay. Took a breath, picked it back up, read the next chapter, had the book, the book down like, oh my God. Okay. Like it gets the last, uh, it's, it's broken up into two sections. The before, which before her mom died. And then after where she's really grieving and she doesn't realize it, that after section is intense like there are some things that are like man it's hard to read because you know this actress and you grew up with this actress essentially so i still recommend it do i say it ends on a high note not necessarily i think it ends on a human note so if you're ever interested in reading a book this year jeanette mccurdy's i'm glad my mom died full oh, fantastic book and fantastic writing i i recommend this highly it's a very strong title, lot. I was about to ask you what the title of the name was again, because I thought I misheard you at first. Um, no, it's called why? I'm Glad My Mom Died. Is there a reason why? Uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but I think ah. she's... In, in terms... Like, I will spoil in a way of, like, she can now grow as a person. Right. So, I, I don't want to spoil too much about the book, but... Okay. There's a lot of things she addresses that the media put out. Like, saying the media said this about this here's the truth and how it actually happened um like like there's a lot of things that are just like man like you were you were watching this and there's a lot of things like this was happening during sam and cats this was happening during i i carly i'm like i i just you would never know and again like i i think that's the point yeah, because like, what's interesting with it when when you say it as well, like, because like we're in a different period now where even younger people are becoming even famous. Like, for example, like when you look at Billie Eilish as well, she's like yeah. a Gen Z kind of like model of like musician. Like, but mm -hmm. if you look how young she is, when I remember like when I looked at how old she was and when she got into it, I was like, what? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, <clears throat> but like even with the, because like she's part of the the early advent of child actors. Like, I think she's part of the second wave because like yes. Nickelodeon very early on the 1990s had already started. I think she was the second wave of like the, 
the child actors and now we just have like as i said like loads like you know i've interviewed a child actor chandler when he came on this channel for life after strange child actors so there's kind of like mechanisms and things in place that are more protective of them so i feel like she's kind of like being thrown very early on into something which was like not expected um and obviously i um i imagine she probably talked about dan schneider in the book okay so she didn't say dan schneider right she she used it as the creator like anytime you see the creator um you gotta imagine that she tried to use it and then the editor's like hey um we can't do that so yeah we don't want lawsuits yeah exactly so and again i don't know if it if i don't know if it's dan schneider it just says the creator so we i don't know i don't know but yeah it's dan schneider it's dan schneider (laughs) Um, no, he comes up a lot and it doesn't come across like whenever Dan Schneider comes across, it's not like shocking news. It's just more of like, you're in the room as it's happening. And I was like, Oh, and then he realized how young Jeanette is while this is all happening. And it's just like, and again, the way her mom treats her, um, I will spoil one thing, one thing, and that's it. There's sections where it reveals that her mom showered her until she was like 17. Like bathed her like a child until she was 17. It's that's like the tip of the iceberg of abuse from her mom. Like it's it's insanity, dude. Well, and that explains the title of the book a bit more. Actually. No, that's what I mean. That's like the tip of the iceberg for the like the emotional abuse. It gets, like I said, the the last third when it gets into the after section, it's it's some heavy stuff, dude. It's heavy. I'm like, oh, 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 uh, oh, no, no, oh. no. Like it's, but it's so good. Like I think I think everybody should read it because like. If it's the inside story, isn't it? It's the inside story of just like yeah. an actual, and not just like a documentary or accounts. This is like from birth to where she is now. And again, it doesn't end on a high note. It ends on a human notes. And I think that's yeah. what I appreciate about this book. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. I mean, like, the, the, obviously, if anyone's interested, there's, there are many allegations hurled at Dan Scheider. I'm not obviously saying that they are true or not, because obviously they are allegations at the minute. He's yeah. obviously, and for anyone wondering, he's, he was a big figure in Nickelodeon in the early, in the mid-90s to, like, 2000s run. He, like, made a lot of the famous shows. You've probably seen, like, Kate yes. Keen and Kel, Amanda Show. Uh, I Carly, Drake and Josh, who's like the helm, the, the helm of most of these projects. A um, lot of graphic stuff that you'll find as well. I think like, I think I remember seeing someone say like, I think it might be an iCarly or something. There's a scene with like things being thrown on one of the girls' faces and you're like, mm-hmm. you know, I was very young when I was watching it, but now when I look at it, I'm like, that's hyper-sexualized the way it's done. And these are young women who are uh, young actors who are on set. So yeah. Like, it comes across as very strange and that. So I, 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 yeah, as I said, I'm not surprised that she's, kind of like addressed the quote unquote the creator and in, in certain parts of this not a um, spoiler but i will say the sexual assaults that happen in this not even necessarily from dan schneider there's a lot of other people that committed it and it's dan schneider's not really in this as a sexual abuser more as an emotional abuser and there's other people who 
involve themselves in sexual assault and you're just like alleged just to put into Dan Schneider that alleged yeah exactly like Dan Schneider's not in there as like a sexual predator he's in there as just like you'll read the book but there's other people like Dan Schneider is kind of like a drop in the bucket to yeah what Jeanette had to go through and I was like oh yeah. my god dude but yeah I recommend reading it. it is well worth a read but yeah it's a it's a pretty brutal industry and especially with like a child act like as i said like uh, <laughs> I say or the audiobook the listen to the audiobook i don't care <laughs> I, I say this I'm, I'm, I'm laughing I'm like, i say this all the time like me and adam like we i'm hitting 30 in april and adam's well on the way to 40 at this point but it's like Great. we talk <laughs> adam's not on the way to 40 but like he's in his 30s but it's like it's like we i, I always think now it's like now like I'm, I'm at the age where i know things Mm-hmm. Uh, four, I knew him at twenty, and in my in my teen years, you don't know mm-hmm. shit until you get to this age. I'm being genuinely serious. You might think all oh, this old guys telling me this. No, true. Everyone said it to me. It's like you don't know who you are, what you want to do, etc. Blah blah. Until you get into like, your twenties, late thirties, it's like that's when you start getting a realization of it. And it's like truthfully now, it's like mm-hmm. I'm like I know now. It's like the realization hit me. It's like now I feel a lot more in control of things. I'm quote unquote yeah. adulting, but it's like I know when I'm adulting, it's like, I know that I'm in control of it. Like if I was speaking to 15 year old me and he thinks he's mm. a smart ass, he's not a smart ass. He thinks yeah. he is. He thinks he's more mature as he is. But it's like, when you're putting a young actor on the set or something like that, and like yeah. what can happen in between, there's like, there's all kinds of, these allegations go from all kinds of sets, especially for like Zoe one-on-one. It's like any of the other shows, like there's so many of them with like horror stories, allegations and, um, and kind of like just bullying or whatever. Like there's, there's like, if you want to dig into it, you can kind of see it and it kind of makes, puts a, a light on your childhood a little bit differently. Um, yeah. But no, it's a very interesting recommendation that, that you gave. And I think obviously, as, as as you said, a lot of people grew up with her. So I think it's a very interesting story for people to. Oh yeah. Yeah. Get back on. I took the time to finish it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm glad that you recommended it. So I'm going to recommend here, my spread the arts, um, a fantastic experience, which is episode two rules from Life is Strange <laughs> 2, a five hour five experience. Now, Great. I will, I will recommend to people um the resident evil 4 demo because obviously okay. resident evil 4 is coming out next week when this or the week mm-hmm. that this episode drops um if it's if you haven't played it i would recommend it it's a very interesting um a demo i i love the 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 game from shinji mikami resident evil 4 i think it's a, a masterpiece that one for me i would put in that masterpiece echelon um as much as people have divisive opinions on it and for different things i think it's a brilliant experience this is a lot darker though it's like changed quite a lot in terms of the style and it's got its reviews out this today came out the embargo mm. was lifted on the 17th of march and it's got universal like tens off so many places like, i think GameSpots give it a 10 ign's give it a 10 yeah even jake baldino is really loving it and jake baldino is like a huge resident evil fan yeah and, and, and i, I kind of get it as well because it, the tone has changed it's, it's very much like a, a, a very similar in terms of re2 the mechanics they've mm. taken they've taken every of these remakes are taking re2 remakes mechanics and using them and it's a lot darker so it's like it's not got for me it's, I'm, I'm wondering what they're going to keep in terms of the, they're obviously going to get rid of some of the humor which was done in the the original resident evil which is a shame because that was what made it cheesy and cool it's like when you try and remake a kojima game it's like you need to keep that cheesiness in there a little bit it's it adds the flavor to the game um but it's it's a lot darker and um i'm i'm just not i'm I'm kind of interested to see how it unravels compared to what i played in the original because the action horror element i preferred as well especially in re4 i think they balanced it really well this just seems more intense darkness if anything at times mm. um and obviously as well it features nick apostolidis who was on life after strange who was frank bowers oh, yeah. in bts and uh 
oh, Charles yeah. in um, Captain Spirit as well. So he's uh, he's um, and he's Leon in the RE2 remake. I keep he's forgetting awesome. he's Leon every time. Yeah, he's Leon yeah. in RE2 remake. He's Leon in RE4 remake, which is mad. And then also, obviously, as I said, Frank Bowers and Charles Erickson he plays as well in Life is Strange series. So mm-hmm. there's uh, a little nod for Life is Strange. But yeah, I would recommend you check it out just to see how you feel about it. If you're a Resident Evil fan, you might have played it already. But I would just check it out because I'm still very divided initially in how I feel about it just in general. I'm one of those resident evil 4 purists um and i want to see how this kind of maps out but there is my recommendation um mm. so i think we'll end here adam uh i hope this episode comes out clean i'm like been praying since the entire start of this that there was no technical issues and again apologies that we missed our time slot um but yeah i hope you enjoyed the episode if you did um please drop a subscribe turn on notifications like the video share with your friends as i said you're kind of supporting our channel i'm not gonna give you any spiel it's just more about helping us support our channel and helping it grow and also strangecast is available on all podcast services so you can check us out on spotify with a video version apple Podcasts, um stitcher whichever podcast service we're on there so do follow us on there and you can download episodes when they come out um actually big news as well on top of that before we finish life after strange after six months we'll be back later this month um some redeeming factors after losing a two and a half hour podcast conversation with adam earlier this week we actually on very short notice i managed to get someone and i was like wow as like compared to like the i've been chasing up a couple of actors and it's just never materialized and this has happened so this is the first episode since katie appeared for the second time this is like six months on so it's like i've got that episode planned and hopefully it will drop before the end of the month so it'll be nice like you know it's nice to just get the series back if anything so i, I just wanted to share that right now here and there um but yeah i hope you enjoy this episode in the comments let me know what you think of my reviews am i wrong am i right have i said controversial things is adam a hater on episode two rules just let us know what you feel um but yeah Hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, We'll catch you next time. Take care, guys. Later.